Hello there, folks. Hi, this is David um, opposing the Matrix. How are you today? Or tonight? Or pretty soon tomorrow? <laughs> um, it is 11.31 p.m. on the 20th of February, 2022. And uh, tonight's show I'm going to do because I have a concern. I really do. And I I have a concern about, okay, let me, (laughs) let me do a disqualifier first, okay? First of all, I've been a fan of QAnon for quite a while, okay? I've read his stuff or the stuff that they post, him him or they or whatever, and I found some of it to be accurate, although I do find some ambiguity in this stuff too. It's like, I've heard that Trump's coming back about, 20 or 30 times now at certain dates, different dates. So, <clears throat> I don't know. In Hebraic culture, back in the time of the Tanakh, um, if a prophet was a false prophet, he uh, he got uh, stoned to death. And I've heard QAnon prophets uh, saying that, you know, Trump's coming back May 1st. Trump's coming back. August, Trump's coming back, November, Trump's, you know, it's like enough with the Trump's coming back, okay? We don't even know if Trump's coming back at all, right? You know, the turkey neck. Okay. Um, anyway, so, like I said, I've read a lot of QAnon stuff. I've listened to a lot of QAnon stuff. I've read, I mean, I've, I've seen videos of a lot of QAnon stuff. I do think there's a possibility that John F. Kennedy Jr. is still alive. I do believe there's a possibility that Trump may come back to claim his stolen election. Um, And I believe a lot of this stuff, okay? But some of it's getting weird. It's starting to get weird, okay? Um, And I understand that, or from what I understand... The person that's releasing all these things, we don't know who he is. Some speculate it's John F. Kennedy Jr. Others speculate it's somebody high up in the military. You know, the if I had a dollar for every person they suspected, I probably could, well, I ain't retired, but I probably could get comfortable retiring. <laughs> uh, very comfortable. Um, exceedingly comfortable. Um, so... I wanted to point out a few things, and I think I'm just going to be maybe raising questions, some questions tonight, as well as um, coming out with some statements. Because um, I'm kind of confused when it comes to this QAnon stuff. Um, but not confused to the point where I'm ignorant. Okay, there are some people that are, uh, the mainstream media, for instance, they're, they're totally lost when it comes to QAnon. <laughs> You know, they don't know what they're talking about. They don't want to even guess at what QAnon's talking about. Um, so they belittle the movement or whatever, the plan, um, and make people that believe in it or trust in it or follow it. Maybe that's a different way to put it, um, better way to put it. They make those people out to be idiots, okay? I know a lot of people that adhere to the QAnon doctrine as it was in the beginning, okay? Not into the weirdness that it's becoming lately, but um, I know a lot of them, and they're they're good people, smart people. 
intelligent people, people with good heads on their shoulders and things like that. So um, I don't think it's all totally bupkis, but anyway. Um, so what I did is I made a little list. I checked it twice. And I even found some people that were naughty and nice. Um, <laughs> sorry, couldn't resist. Um, one of the things that bothers me about the Trump thing is a lot of people are equating him as the savior or the person that's going to save this country. Well, I believe that Yahweh can use people in such a capacity and they may seem like saviors or um, heroic figures, but at the same time, they're not saviors. There's only one savior, and his name is Yeshua HaMashiach or Jesus Christ, okay? And like I said, God has used, Yahweh has used many people, many nations, many things in the past to bring correction and also to bring blessings to his people, whether his people were the, or were and are the Jewish people, uh, the tribes of Israel, or or the church okay and there is a difference there okay big difference so anyway that bothers me you know trump's our savior no 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 he's not and if you put that on him and he fails then you're just going to set yourself up for disappointment right <laughs> seems to be a lag between what i'm saying and the way my lips are moving so I apologize for that. And also, if you hear a drone in the background, that's my heater going. That is a necessary thing right now. It's supposed to get down in the low 30s. And um, if I was doing the show Tuesday night, that heater and the trailer heater would also be on because it's supposed to get down to 16 degrees and seven uh, Tuesday and then 19 degrees on Wednesday during the night. So anyway, uh, if I do do a show one of those nights, it's you're going to hear it, okay? Um, all right. Another thing I hear a lot about is the plan will save us, okay? Again, this is a plan. Anything that's made by human beings in the in a fallen linear, linear reality is prone to failure, okay? So don't put your faith in the plan. Put your faith in Yeshua, okay? The one up there. Or, you know, if you're th- speaking etherically, the one that's in a dimension that's beyond time and space, okay? Don't even want to call it dimension. Let's call it a realm that's beyond time and space because the dimension would denote that it's part of the creation, and we know that the, the heaven of heavens is not part of the creation. Um, the spirits, the thing physical came from the spiritual. Um, I have to keep myself going with coffee tonight so please excuse me if i sit from time to time okay so no the plan will not save us okay the plan might bring about a restoration to the republic the plan might bring around freedom for many peoples of the world including the united states and hope, yeah, Canada for sure. Watching what's going on up there lately, um, and all around the world, though, people that are enslaved and um, kept under the thumb of a tyrannical government worldwide. So, and that 
I talked about this other thing here, how so many of the predictions, you might want to call them prophecies, if you think that the QAnon movement is a religion, and there's a lot of reasons to think that maybe it's going in that direction. Um, but if they're, you take their predictions and what they say they're hearing from Q, and, you know, like I said, you know, oh, Trump's going to come back in May. Didn't happen. Trump's going to come back in June. Didn't happen. Trump's going to come back in September. Didn't happen. November, December, you know, never happened. So predictions that are done under a religious pretense are called prophecies. And prophecies that are false, well, the people that deliver them should be stoned to death. But we don't do this in our society anymore. And if you're one of those people, you should be thankful that we don't do that in a society anymore. And Christians are really too forgiving because they often will, uh, oh, well, you know, it was a false, you know, the false. It was, maybe he wasn't listening to God enough or, you know, well, if God wants, if Yahweh wants to say something, he's going to say it loud enough to the person that there's going to be no mistake whatsoever. This is why I do not go to things like the Prophecy Club or, and I do not go to uh, Elijah's List because it's just a bunch of false prophets for the most part that are all vying for attention and are never corrected when they're wrong. Okay. Um, now, how is Trump supposed to return? Oh, that's, there are thousands of different ways. Uh, but the, the, the big one is that, um, as you know, he challenged the election and there is good evidence that there's, there was election fraud. And this week it came out that Hillary Clinton, um, I think uh, Durham came out with this report, uh, that uh, he's found that Hillary Clinton had a lot to do with obstruction and um, and the whole thing that Trump went through the last uh, his during his presidency was orchestrated by Hillary Clinton and paid for it by it too. So um, anyway, uh, he's got a valid claim. All right, he really does. Actually, we do. We follow him. We do. Um, not follow him, but support him. How's that sound? I support Trump. I don't follow him. I follow Yeshua. Okay. Some people have claimed that uh, when the time is right, that um, there'll be a, a communications blackout, that Trump will come on the air through the national broadcast um, emergency system, and declare that the country's under martial law for a brief while, while he cleans up a mess. And if that happens, glory and hallelujah, because I would love to see that happen. There's just too much of a mess in Washington at, uh, that's allowed to remain. And uh, people need to be removed. And uh, as one person I know says, removed from the census. Okay. Another thing that's said with um, with Trump is that when he comes back, he's going to implement something called Nessera and Gesera. Um, what they are is a, almost like a national and international forgiveness of debt. Uh, it's going to be a, a change of monetary systems. Um, and 
it's just too good to be true. Okay. If he pulls it off, well, that's wonderful. But I have some concerns about that because if he if there's a monetary change and it affects everybody in the world, doesn't that kind of ring um, ring revelation? You know, all the world's going to be on one um, one monetary system, and you can't buy or sell unless you have the mark of the beast. Now, I'm not saying Trump's the Antichrist. Never said that. Never will say that. I don't think. But um, it's just. Is it a coincidence that it kind of matches up with Scripture and what Scripture says about the the end of the end days? Or is it an antitype or a, um, a foreshadowing of what's really going to happen? So, um, sorry, I, I got my mind on a couple different things here tonight. So, um, so I guess Sarah is supposed to be uh, the one for the world, global, G meaning global, and and Nessera is supposed to be national or the United States. And supposedly what's supposed to happen is that then all the um, the national banks are supposed to be dissolved. The um, Treasury Department will take over the currency of the United States, uh, take it away from the, net, the um, Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve will be dissolved, and hopefully those criminals will be thrown in jail and or executed um and your money's going to be backed up by by gold again the dollar will be backed up by gold as will every currency in in the world according to what this now the only way i can see that happening is if there's a major major depression and the economies of every country around the world collapse simultaneously to where nothing is worth anything, okay? Then, let's say in the United States, the federal government can step in and say, okay, the Treasury Department's taking over. Our money's backed up by gold. Now we have the gold reserves at Fort Knox and other places. And we are going to put so much money in everybody's account. Uh, the money that you had in there is going to be backed up by gold now. And the money that we're going to give you because they'll, they'll have to make it so that every person has some money. Okay. Or else you're just going to have the same problem again. You're going to have the rich and the poor and the poor are going to be starving the whole nine yards. And, and they've supposedly planned this out. Okay. So, um, but that's the only way I could see it working. If, if every currency in the world becomes devalued, then nothing is worth everything is worth nothing and then everything can be assigned a value and supposedly according to this your all debt's going to be erased you know your house payment your house will become yours instantaneously any car truck loans that you have out there become yours instantaneously i mean it's a beautiful thing and they're calling it almost like a year of jubilee okay but again that remains to be seen now one of the things that i noticed at um at the beginning of all this is that when Trump got elected right away there were a whole bunch of Christians in the in the Oval Office praying for him and don't get me wrong that's great um, supposedly one of these Christians um, named Paula White now I don't even know if she's a Christian she claims that she is but she's part of the NAR so who knows um, 
supposedly led Trump to faith in Yeshua. He had, he had grown up as a Presbyterian, I guess. And um, if you've been in any of the mainline churches, you know that it's, it's faith. It's not even faith. It's, um, it's religion in name only. Okay. So supposedly now he has a relationship with uh, the God of heaven and earth through Yeshua. And I hope that's true. I really do. And there are indications that it, that it is, but uh, that's another subject for another day. Okay. I took the liberty of getting some of the names, if not all the names of the people that were in the, I think there was 30 people there, so I didn't get all of them. But the names of some of the big hitters, the big players that were at the White House that morning. Okay. And I think before we go any further, you need to know what the NAR is. I know we've talked about it on the show before. It means New Apostolic Reformation. And it's a new cult. I'm going to call it a cult. It is a cult within Christianity that um, takes the um, fivefold ministries of the Holy Spirit. Uh, of the church, excuse me, and um, it says that they're valid again. Now, I do believe that. I do believe that those things have never gone away, that they've always been valid, but the church has been watered down and asleep and hasn't used them. And I do believe that back in the ninth or the 20th century, maybe as back as the, the 20s or 30s when Pentecostalism started, that those gifts were revived and that they're valid for today. Okay. And I do believe that there are offices in the church. Okay, there's, um, what is it, pastor, prophet, apostle. Um, although I think apostles pretty well done with. The apostles were basically men that lived that um, actually had communion with Yeshua. You might say, well, Paul, oh, Paul, yeah, well, Paul was knocked off his horse and had direct communications with Yeshua. Um, pretty stern ones, too. Um, so anyway, he's classified as an apostle. Um, so anyway, there's apostle, pastor, teacher, um, and various others, prophet. And um, according to the NAR, because apostle and a prophet are mentioned first in that list, they're the most important. Oh, gosh. How people come up with this stuff, I have no idea. But, um, you know, Yeshua is called, is called the Great Shepherd, the Good Shepherd, the Great Shepherd. Um, you know, we're his sheep. So I think shepherd is a pretty, and shepherds are pastors. Okay, that's what pastor means, shepherd. So pastor is a pretty important um, deal. Okay. Yeshua was not an apostle. He was, he is the son of God, was the son of God when he walked on earth too, was God and man, fully God, fully man. And so he, he didn't have any, the occasion uh, to become an apostle because he was the teacher of the apostles or the disciples who later became the apostles. And um, so anyway, um, I believe that all those things are real. Okay. I'm a little ambiguous when it comes to the, the apostles because I don't think that oh, evangelists is another one. Um, I don't think the apostles are are valid anymore. 
Okay. Well, I know I'm going to get some litters about that. Anyway. But what the NAR does, like I said, it says because um, apostles and prophets are the first two mentioned there, that they're the most important, and all the other ones is subservient to the apostles and the prophets. That scripture says absolutely nothing to that sort of that sort, and so that's the that's a man-made doctrine right there. Okay, it's man-made, and it's bupkis. Okay. Let's see here. I got to look at my notes. Um, now, the, like I said, the evangelicals are surrounding Trump, and they were NAR members, almost all of them. We know that Rodney Howard Brown was there, that Paula White was there, Mark Burns was there, Michelle Bachman, I'm not so sure of. And I didn't look up the Baptists, but um, I'm sure that if they were in that group, that they, are, they claim to be uh, either prophets or apostles in the NAR. Okay. Now, what does the NAR believe? Are you sitting down? The NAR believes that the church should be run by apostles and prophets and only apostles and prophets. And that the other offices of the church should be subservient to the apostles and prophets. Okay. Okay. That's the first thing that's wrong. Okay. Just because something comes first. Well, that's, that's like saying the apostles that Jesus picked, Yeshua picked, the first one was more important than everybody else. Okay. And, there, you know, that argument could be used because I think Peter and, um, and his brother were picked. But that would mean that his brother was was the second higher up. And remember Yeshua when said when they were arguing about who was going to be the greatest in the kingdom? Yeshua said, the greatest among you must be servant to the least. Okay, I don't see any of these apostles being servants to anybody. As a matter of fact, they lord it over everybody, and they're more like a Hitlerian than, um, than they are servants. Okay, so again, Rodney Howard Brown, who's a TV evangelist, I do think. Um, Mark Burns, Paula White. Michelle Bachman used to hold on. Um, yeah, I used to be a uh, a congressperson, I think, and so did Rodney Howard Brown. But all NAR members, okay. Now, my concern is that the NAR tried to hijack the uh, the office of president. So, what does the NAR believe? Okay, we'll get back to that now. They have they hold to something called the Seven Hills theology, Seven Mountains theology. And that theory, that's what I'm going to call a theory, okay, says that there are seven segments of society <clears throat> that are very important and crucial to society. Uh, one would be politics, another would be finances, uh, you know, you know, all the crucial things. Um, there's lists of it on the internet. I'm not going to name them. Um, but the NAR claims that mankind or Christians under the leadership of the apostles and prophets are supposed to move into these areas and take them over. Okay. And after they take them over, they're supposed to make the world a better place. And that leads to their belief that 
Yeshua is not going to come back until the world's a better place. And they are to prepare the world for Yeshua to come back to a perfect world that they will establish. Now, <laughs> if you read the book of Revelation, if you read the book of Daniel, any of the prophets that talk about the end times, not going to be a good time. And that's not going to be a good time at all. It's going to be a time of famine and war and pestilence and everything else. And it's going to be so bad, Yeshua said, that if he didn't come back, no flesh would be saved. So you tell me how that fits into NAR theology. It doesn't because they're, they're polar opposites, right? Um, if Yeshua's coming back to save a world from perishing, he's not, you know, he's not going to come back to save a world that's perfect and is going to be presented to him. That's, you know, it's not a biblical precept, um, the new NAR beliefs, okay? So that's Seven Hills. They get into some weird stuff. For instance, um, you remember in the, um, the Old Testament when God called the prophets? He always called them either out loud or he called them through a dream or a vision. Okay. Um, I think there was a couple of times. Um, well, no, with, um, yeah, no, he was called by the Lord. The Lord called his name. Okay. Anyway. So with the, the new uh, apostolic reformation, the NAR, they decide who the prophets are. They also have a school of the prophets. Now, you can't tell me that if God calls you, he's like, oh, let's look at all the prophets in the Old Testament, uh, the Tanakh, okay? Well, the Nevi'im actually is the book of the prophets, the books of the prophets. So they didn't learn everything overnight. Matter of fact, they were called and they were shown visions almost always in the beginning of what things were going to be and then told to go out and tell the people. And quite a few of them argued with Yahweh about it. Uh, Moses was a prophet and he said, who am I? A man of difficult speech. And you want me to go out and talk to the people? Well, I'm sure Yahweh thought about that because right at the beginning when he when Moses said, Oh no, you don't have to. I've Moses, um, Aaron, your brother's going to help you. So they, they want that out, right? And another thing that I have found, because I've been given that gift, prophet, it's not pleasant. Back in the, um, I got saved in 79. So in the 80s, I was growing in the Lord. All right. And towards the end of the 80s and into the early 90s, I started praying, Lord, do what you want me to do. Because I got, I'll, I'll say it, I got tired of just being a pew sitter. I got tired of having these uh, little, I don't want to say this because it makes it sound trivial or trite, but doing things like Sunday school and stuff like that, it's nice, okay? Um, we had a moving ministry because we got so large, we had to go to the community center. So I was in charge of the moving ministry, which really... <laughs> Yeah, try to get a bunch of Christians to church early to help you. That doesn't work, okay? Um, so I, I did things like that. Um, never satisfied me, but I had a higher calling, I found. But anyway, so I said one day, I said, Lord, you know, I'm not very good at 
remembering scripture, but a pastor would be kind of neat. I could do that, or I could be a teacher, or I, you know, one of the lesser offices, right? No, no, no. Mm -mm. The one that a person like me would not like to have, because you have to be bold, you have to be assertive and everything else, things that I can do, but I really don't like. He made me into a prophet. Now, I don't go around, thus saith the Lord, and stuff like that. You know, every once in a while, the Lord will tell me something that tells somebody, you know. And I mean, it's not very often. But, um, and then I got to, you know, okay, is it really you, Lord, or is it my flesh, or is it the devil trying to tell me that? So, you know, it's, it takes a while. Um, so, anyway, um, <clears throat> people desiring that office, if they desire it at all, um, are usually people that like power and fame and money. Okay, and it's true. Uh, look at all the people in the NAR. They're multimillionaires. The prophets are. So the apostles. For the most part, anyway, most of them have televangelistic uh, ministries and all these different things that they dabble into, aside from being a prophet. So... And I'm not like that. I came into this world with nothing and I'll leave with nothing. <laughs> okay. Um, and if he decides to bless me with some material goods, that's wonderful. If not, that's wonderful too. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, that's the personality of a lot of people that desire the office of prophet. Okay. Basically, they want to tell people what to do. They want to boss people around everything else, and if they desire that gift, then they're usually pretty darn good at doing it, too. I've known some of them, and they're not pleasant people to be around, because I can see right through them very easily. So, anyway, um, let's get back to this. So, they don't want to build a, a better world. They want to unite mankind, which is definitely a revelation thing, and is definitely an ecumenical thing, and the Catholic Church has been trying to do that unite churches for years, but these people want to unite all mankind. Now you have people like uh, Rick Warren at Saddleback Church wants to unite Christianity and Islam, which is dumb because they're, again, they're polar opposites of each other. Excuse me while I get another drink here. I love coffee. Um, I like it a lot. I don't love it. Um, they want to unite mankind said that so uniting people is nice don't get me wrong it's it's something we're supposed to do but scripture says behold how good and how pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity in other words when believers in yahweh dwell together in unity okay it doesn't mean that we have to join with the muslims the catholics the um all the others that are uh, the Christian sects that are a little off, and the and the um, the things like um, Islam and Mormonism and, and stuff like that that are way off. And no, because then you water yourself down. Look, the Catholic Church has been doing that for so many for centuries, maybe even millennia. They go into an area to to evangelize, 
And when they're done, the people that are evangelized are half of what they were and half of what they now are. Okay. Let's go down to Latin America and see, see what they make of, they've made of Catholicism down there. Okay. They have the day of the dead. That's unscriptural. Um, they celebrate all kinds of rituals. Uh, ain't the Inca people down there and celebrate Inca holidays as well as Christian holidays. Mayans the same way. Uh, secular Mexicans um, seem to celebrate other days more than they celebrate Catholic holidays. Um, it's just a mess. Everywhere they go, they've left a big mess. So um, anyway, we're not supposed to mix. Okay. Mixing is forbidden several times, several different manners, but several times in scripture. Okay. And that's one of the things on the, on the uh, Georgia Guidestones, by the way. Okay. Um, aside from the, the command to uh, two or three of the commands on the Georgia Guidestones, the, the uh, mission of the um, NAR, New Apostolic Reformation, are basically the same. Okay. If they're going to unite the world, they're going to have to do it through one world monetary system. So, and we know that's very revelationist. Okay. And some of the things that we hear about, um, some of the phraseology that's used in a new, um, excuse me, well, it is new age. Um, <clears throat> the NAR are new age phrases. Okay. Um, not just the NAR, but also in the, uh, more so in the um, QAnon movement, okay? I got to move away from the NAR a little bit and back into the QAnon movie because that's what this is all about. So, um, QAnon movement wants a one-world monetary system. They want to unite mankind, too. That's all you hear about is unite mankind, unite mankind. Um, they use a phrase that really bothers me because I've, before I got saved, I was involved a little bit with the New Age, and, and I've read a lot of books about the New Age and what they're all about and everything. <clears throat> and one of their biggest phrases that they use is the Great Awakening. And we know it as the Luciferic Initiation. Okay? That's what the Antichrist is going to require, a Luciferic Initiation. Another, it's a, another word, a synonym of the Great Awakening. Okay, they talk about soul elevation. Look at new age stuff. I'm not new age stuff. Look at um, QAnon stuff. You're going to see um, maybe uh, images of Hindu gods, images of Buddha. Uh, you're going to see like transcendental meditation imagery um, and things like that. Okay, I'm not kidding. Just get online and type in um, QAnon. Just type in QAnon or QAnon images or something like that in, in YouTube. It's all over the place, YouTube, and see what you get. I was watching one yesterday, and it was about letting go, you know, and hey, there's nothing wrong with that, okay? But it was so new agey, you know, there was there was a picture of the Buddha in there, and then there was, um, then there, of course, they had to include Jesus in there because they want to unite everybody. And uh, then they had the whole the um, the white dove, 
which we know to be the Holy Spirit or a symbol of the Holy Spirit. And, but they just had all these mixings in there. And it was in the guise of the Truman Show. And uh, I never did finish it because it disgusted me so much. I just turned it off about three quarters of the way through. But um, it was all new age. It was. And, and I see it more and more in the QAnon movement. And it's alarming. Okay. Um, they talk about soul elevation. Uh, which is basically while you're human here on earth is, well, it's a, it's a, it's a Hindu thing. You know, you try to attain um, the Brahmin. Okay. You try to make yourself a better person, not because you'd be helping out mankind, because according to the Hindus, when you, the way you are, when you die is determines how you come back in the next life. Okay. Thank God there's no next life. Yeshua said, um, or is it Paul? I can't remember. Um, we live but once and then the judgment. Okay. So thank you, Lord. Imagine, I don't know, I don't even want to imagine. I don't like that word imagine either because remember that song imagined by um, uh, one of the Beatles, John Lennon? Yeah, no, I think it was the George Harrison. But what is that a new age song? Um, so, so they use soul elevation, and they they use it in the guise of even um, the next term that I'm going to use: vibratory change. They believe that the Earth, the universe, mankind, uh, some man, mankind have different vibratory. Uh, uh, elevation than others okay so their goal it, it's a big new age thing is to get people to change their vibration so that they're more harmonic with the earth and with the universe because man uh, the one thing they're right about is man's in a fallen state <laughs> okay but instead of reconciling to god they want us, us to reconcile with the universe okay um so they want to change, want us to change some of our vibration changes. And that's going to be involved in the Luciferic um, initiation. Also, you're going to be stepping up to, um, if your name is Steve, to Steve 2.0, you know, Bob 2.0, Joe 2.0, um, Karen 2.0, you know, it's, it's all bupkis. It's garbage. Um, now there, <clears throat> there's something called, um, well, I wish I could remember it, but they say the earth has a certain frequency that it's tuned to. Um, and that uh, different things in nature have frequencies. Uh, I don't know. You know, that's that's going in this whole direction. So, um, oh, and try um, researching. Um, there's, there's a thought out there that uh, if music is played with uh, A being 432 hertz, because currently all music in, in the United States, if not the world, is tuned to uh, 440 for A, okay, for the note A. But supposedly if you change it to 432, it's more harmonic. It's easier to listen to. It's better for your soul. It helps you to elevate your vibratory level. I mean, you go into this and this, there might be, okay, I went into it and I typed in, I can't remember what I typed in, but I wanted to find 
about all this, all about this A, A equals 432. And yes, I found some music that was done in 432, and it does sound a little different. It does sound maybe a little more pleasant. But for every one of those that I found, there was like 20 new age stuff, you know? Oh, 432 for healing, 432 to change your chakra, 432 for this, 432 for that. And I'm like, well, you know, there might be some premise to it, but no. And I like 432 music, but it's being taken over by the new age. So uh, they use this term um, starseed as many times in um, nowadays with uh, QAnon. And basically what that has to do with is um, the premise that we are, that humanity is has been planted here basically and that uh, by aliens and that they're coming back someday to help us to raise our vibratory level kind of raise that vibratory level up right um and to make us the next uh, generation or the next uh, evolutionary step in humankind and i think that, what do they call it uh, homo uh noeticus or something like that is what they're they're dubbing the next uh, elevation in human evolution i don't know i like the way yahweh made me i don't i don't necessarily want to change i don't at all um now let's see they use the word ascension a lot and ascension is totally new age i mean aside from the ascension of Yeshua to heaven in the clouds. And I think it talks about ascension with uh, Enoch and, or the same principle with Enoch and um, Elijah. Um, but ascension to the new age and to um, many people in the QAnon movement is again, ascending higher in human evolution. You're, you're, uh, become more one with the universe so to speak um you know it's it's another evolutionary jump in humankind so uh they use the word christ consciousness a lot and boy is that a new age term you know um and i've told this story on radio shows before but um back uh, in the night late no in the early 2000s I was involved with uh, Joe Jordan and Jim Wilhelmson, and we formed a little group where we would have people call us up if they were being harassed by um, what aliens, you know, being abducted and stuff. And and we would pray for them. We would tell them how to make it stop. And this does work. Okay. So um, later on, the calls got to be less and less and why we don't know. Okay. Um, but uh, had one lady call up one day, or a woman. She wasn't a lady from the way she talked. Um, and she says, it does, I answered the phone, you know, hello. And she goes, is this the Alien Abduction Crisis Centers of America? I said, yes, it is. I'm one of the reps, you know. And, and she says, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Kind of, you see my face, the inflection? That's what I kind of got over the phone. Um, and I go, first of all, what are you talking about? What doesn't work? The name of Jesus. I've tried it several times and I still keep getting abducted. And when I'm being abducted and I say it out loud, it doesn't work. 
and I was I was starting to panic a little bit, you know, like, okay, what's going on? And so I heard a voice in my head, okay, say, ask her who Jesus is. And I said, ma'am, can I ask you a question? She goes, yeah. And I said, who is Jesus to you? And she says, oh, he's the Christ consciousness. He's He fills up the universe and he is the universe. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, okay, this woman's new age. She doesn't even know the Jesus of the Bible. She knows the Jesus of the new age. Okay. The Sonata Jesus, the one that travels around in a spaceship and visits other planets and, and everything else, you know, and <laughs> try to fit God into a spaceship. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, anyway, so I said, ma'am, I said, I, I figured out the problem. She goes, yeah, what is it? You know, <laughs> uh, you know now I can laugh about it. I was kind of torqued at the time, but um, so I, I said, the problem is that you're using the name of a different Jesus. She goes, what do you mean? And I said, well, the, G, the name of Jesus that works is the Jesus of the Bible. What you described to me is the Jesus of the new age, the Jesus of the universe. And I said, and he isn't basically associated with the people or the entities that are abducting you. And by that, I mean fallen angels and stuff like that. I don't believe that they're from other planets. They're fallen angels. Uh, so I said, what you're doing is akin to a Jew in Nazi Germany running into Gestapo headquarters, asking them to save them from Hitler. I said, I said, but the real Jesus came to earth, preached peace, preached love, uh, wants to have a relationship with you. You know, I, real quick, I got the gospel in real quick. I couldn't believe how quick it got in. And, and I said, that's, that's what you need to do. That's the real Jesus or click. <laughs> but I got, I got the message. I got the gospel into her. So now she's without excuse on the last day. Hopefully she listened and, you know, came to faith in Yeshua. That's what I pray for anyway. Excuse me. I should just set this up in a bolus and an IV and just pump it into my veins. I wouldn't have to take the time to drink. Okay. Where was I? All right. Another phrase that they use a lot in uh, the QAnon movement. Now, like I said, it's been, it's been perverted. It's been infiltrated. I believe anyway, the phrase is this resonates with me. Well, what's resonation? Okay. Sound waves. What are sound waves? Vibrations. Vibrations equal sound waves. Sound waves. If you take two tuning forks, okay, put them right next to each other, and you take a hammer or whatever it is, a, dot, a clong or whatever, and you hit this one tuning fork and not the other one, and you take your hand and after about, a, after about five or six seconds and you stop the original one that you hit, the second one makes the same noise. It resonates. It jumps from one to the other. And they're the same frequency, the same. They're the same. Okay. So when something resonates with people, what my thought is that they, um, they get it. Okay. It's an understanding kind of phrase. It's okay. It's like saying, okay, I understand this now. But of course, the new age, they can't say that. And then they have to say, it resonates with me. Now, when you watch a lot of these things, as I mentioned earlier, 
you see images of the Buddha. Sometimes you see Hindu gods. Um, and so they're trying to mix all the different religions together. Rick Warren would really like this because he would like that. Um, but um, how do you mix religion with relationship? You don't. Every religion on earth is a religion in that you have to try to appease your God. You have to try to do things to make him happy with you. Right? That's that's a religion. Okay? That's working to get to heaven or wherever you go in that religion. Um, Christianity is a relationship. It's God... reaching out for man. Religion is man's attempt to reach God. Christianity, in its biblical and true form, is God's attempt to reach man. Okay? It's not a religion. It's a relationship. So you can't have one and the other because the other one involves works and you cannot make God happy without those works. Christianity, God says, look, I realize that you can't do it. You never could do it. Nobody could ever do it. So I did it for you. Okay, and that's, that's where you get the term grace. Grace means God did it, basically. And um, anyway, I shall move on here. Um, let's see, Christ consciousness. Convergence is another term that they use a lot. And it's it's in the same vein as some of the other terms we see. When, when two roads converge come towards each other and they meet at a certain point right i mean it could be at any angle or what but um so that's that's converges and again that has to do with everybody getting together it has to do with everybody becoming one with the universe it has all religions joining with one another um and unfortunately, Christianity is going to be mis- mixed into that, but it's not going to be the true Christianity. Uh, real Christians won't fall for that. They won't do it. Um, but, and you know, if, if you saw what happened during the COVID thing, you wonder who the real Christians are. Um, oneness is another one that's used. And, you know, basically that's the same thing I just talked about. And unity. Unity is another one. Okay. All these words in their own aren't bad, okay? Um, when two roads converge, that's not a bad thing. When a man marries a woman and they become one, that's not a bad thing, okay? Um, it is a bad thing when two men want to marry each other or two women want to marry each other. That's not natural. First of all, it's not natural and it's not scriptural, okay? Ascension. Well, there's going to come a day called the rapture when we're all going to ascend to heaven, the dead and the living. Okay, that's not a bad word. Christ consciousness, I don't know. I don't go for it. I. We have the mind of Christ when we come to faith in him. Okay, in part, we have the mind of Christ. We'll have the total mind of Christ when we come to get to heaven and get to know him better. And, and we shed this flesh that keeps us from doing the right thing and everything. Um, what are some of the other words? Well, star seed, there's no way. <laughs> Soul elevation is totally new age, vibratory change. Um, resonates with me. I don't know. I don't think that's normal talk. 
I mean, it's it's easier to say, I get it, or, hey, I understand. Um, let's see. Yeah, all the other ones are kind of new agey. Anyway, um, let's see. I'm coming to the end of the part that I wanted to present. And then I have uh, a couple of articles I'd like to look at, if that's okay with you. Or maybe we'll get to one of them, at least. Now, there's there's a lot of good about the um, the QAnon movement, okay? I know that I've presented a lot of things, but understand, I think it's been hijacked, okay? It's been hijacked by the NAR and by the uh, New Age, okay? And a lot of things have. Churches have been, have been hijacked by the NAR and the New Age. Um, government, uh, you know, different news outlets, um, okay, so a good thing about the, uh, a good thing, I said, almost said NER, the good thing about the uh, QAnon movement is that they expose conspiracies, okay? Uh, most of us, I don't know about you, but most, most of the things that, that I believe in the same as the um, QAnon movement, I had suspicions, Okay here and here i had suspicions to begin with and then QAnon movement just kind of confirmed those suspicions okay um for instance the deep state that's a fact and every day they prove themselves more and more um not a klaus schwab has become vocal and he started to basically lay out the plans of what he wants to do deep state makes more sense than it ever did um, the pedophilia, the big pedophilia crisis that's going on. Um, QAnon is, has been responsible for reporting that. Okay. That's a shame of our country it really, and, our, and the world. And I'm just, my prayers are that the politicals and, and all the news people, everything else that are involved in that are found out, um, tried and executed. You, you Don't mess with kids. Um, the election fraud, QAnon has been really big on that. Um, and that's a fact. There was fraud in the election. There's been fraud in a lot of elections, turns out. Um, the corruption of government and government officials. That could kind of be tied in with the deep state, but not all. Uh, Hillary Clinton, well, she's deep state all the way. But what about, uh, was it Whitewater? In Arkansas, you know, that, that that was made public years ago, but QAnon really seized on that and helped to expose more. And QAnon's talk teaching us how to fight back, okay? To an extent. Um, a lot of the times you sit back and wait for the plan to come into effect, okay? I'm not a sit-back kind of guy. I'm sorry. I just can't do that. Hence, we have the radio show, okay? Uh, the Delusion Resistance Ministry that I started back around 1998 or 1999 um, has been dedicated to this kind of stuff, okay? It started out with um, the um, corruption in the church and stuff like that, but it's really expanded to everything anymore. And with COVID, it's, you know, hopefully COVID will be over soon so we can move on to other and better things. Um, 
but um yeah lots have been exposed through through QAnon, and i'm happy for them with that and then when they were talking about brotherhood and getting together uh, at first it was you know the races and that needs to happen okay the races need to, to come together as one especially in the united states where we're so mixed with races um boy if we ever came together we'd be a powerful source that nobody could overcome um but um it's it's like i said been corrupted it's been taken over and um my hope is that the people that are really queuing on you know the whoever it is and and the people that post will start posting things that just deal with QAnon stuff and not all the metaphysical stuff, not all the religious stuff around the world and everything. And um, just stuff. And, and it, they, they come out and they say, look, it, the plan's not going to save you. Now, Yahweh may use the plan to save you or does not even save you to, uh, to alleviate your woes and troubles. Okay. Um, you know, talk like that. I could respect but I have to be really careful now with, with the QAnon stuff. I have to really examine it. I have to look for those keywords that I, I mentioned. And there are many more that I didn't mention. Um, I have to look for symbolism and images. The Buddha, the um, Hindu gods, for example. Little 666 images that I find in there every once in a while. Um, images that are mixing Yeshua HaMashiach or Jesus Christ with with gods of religions, okay? Those things have to stop if QAnon wants to be prosperous because if you start injecting that stuff into, into QAnon, any use that Yahweh had for QAnon, he's not going to have a use for it anymore. And he's just going to let QAnon wither up and die. Uh, but as long as they acknowledge the Lord God, the King of Israel, Yahweh, Yeshua HaMashiach, and him alone, it'll be a successful movement. But I don't think they're going to do that because how do you get the Muslims on board if you're endorsing Jesus? How do you get the Hindus on board? How are you going to unite everybody in the world if that's your sole cause against tyranny if you're endorsing just one religion? Okay, That's going to be the hard part. The only way to do that is to take religion out of it totally. Okay. And then it may succeed, but I don't see it as it's succeeding very well. So um, anyway, oh, what time it is? 1230. You know, I think I've pretty well explained everything that I want to explain. I was going to show a couple of videos. I might make that a part two, not videos, um, a couple of articles that I found. Maybe I'll make that a part two to this, and because uh, it's getting kind of late, and I got to upload this, and that takes a while, and uh, I got to turn it into audio files and stuff like that. So um, anyway, we're going right on an hour, and I understand that <clears throat> I'm not anti-QAnon. Okay, I'm concerned about it. As a matter of fact, I just wish that somebody in the QAnon movement would do something to clean it up a little bit. It needs to be cleaned up. It needs to be fixed because it's been infiltrated. Excuse me. Um, the infiltrators need to be kicked out. 
QAnon needs to say, hey, these people are not QAnon. They're interlopers. Unless QAnon wants them to be part of QAnon, then there's there's going to be problems. So, um, anyway, I might have raised some questions with within you. And, you know, you can do your own research and look things up. and But maybe you had some thoughts that QAnon wasn't quite kosher. Uh, the idea of QAnon is wonderful. Okay. But if it's corrupt because it's, instead of being one flat surface, it's got cracks all over it, then there's problems. And things that are cracked lack integrity. Um, and things that lack integrity break apart real easy. So anyway, I'm going to end there. And then I'll just do a part two sometimes in the middle of next week or something. So folks, um, have a good night or a good day tomorrow. Let's see what's tomorrow, Monday. If you can have a good Monday, God bless you. <laughs> um, I don't know very many people that can have a good Monday. Um, so like I always do when I'm by myself here. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine on you, be gracious unto you. May he watch your going out and coming in, your rising up and your lying down. May he bring you the peace that passes all understanding through and only through Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen and amen. Folks, have a wonderful day tomorrow. And we'll see you tomorrow night with Ralph Epperson and Brian. Um, Ralph's going to bring some interesting stuff to light. So talk to you then. Good night.